Hey, it's Phil here. Just thought I'd let you know if you're only interested in the main topic, it starts at around 33 minutes, so skip ahead till there. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. Feature by feature, part by part, cylinder by cylinder, the horsepower of automobile engines has been increased. second episode of Jack Stand Society. I'm your host, Phil, for today, and joining me are my two wonderful co-hosts, Ryan and Brandon. Hello, lads. G'day. Hello, hello. Wow, that was... That hit me deep, guys. That, yes. How's everyone doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yourself, man? Yeah, pretty good. What have you been up to this week, um, Brandon? Um, two tenths of fuck all, really. <laughs> I mean, had me, you've, um, been, you've been finishing your builds, I've seen. Uh, finishing, starting, yeah, depends. Depends which way you look at it. <laughs> well, I, I'm talking about your Lego. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Finished a couple. I've got three more on the way. <laughs> so, my yeah, I think it's the only build that's getting completed right now out of us three. Oh, definitely. No, I've got parts on the way. <laughs> Good. That's I have good. Parts sitting in my garage that have not been installed. I think we all kind of have that. Um, <laughs> just ran. Well, on to you, uh, Ryan. What have you been up to? Um, I mean, not too much. I've been ordering kind of like maintenance parts for the Sora, just to kind uh, of keep it alive. Such as? Um. Oh, I did uh, plugs, coils. Uh, what all else? Do I stuff. Yeah, a bunch of gaskets and filters. Change out. Now, you do realize that the whole car is going to end up being completely replaced by the time you're done, right? Oh, definitely. It, it yeah. 100% does. It also needs new suspension because it bounces more than anything. Hey, air suspension, boys. <laughs> it's a 30-year-old hey, air suspension, yes. Hey, Ryan, you know that point where you bought the Sora, right? You bought it to be a daily to replace the wagon so you can fix the wagon. Correct. But your wagon is broken and now the Correct. Sora is also broken. So, and therefore, you have broken. no daily now. Hey, hey, the Sora just still runs. Exactly. It still runs and drives. It's just very, uh, and it's a very odd experience now. Does it like to, does it like to idle in gear? It doesn't like to idle at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I discovered today that my Honda is burning a, a bit of oil, just, just a little bit. How much um, is a bit? Well, not like a litre a week like your Subi, um, yeah, but I think I... Oh, how long ago did this episode? Probably about a month or so ago. So it's gone through half a dipstick, whatever that is. Um, okay. So that's, that's about really half a litre. That's really not yeah. that bad. I mean, for no. a 30-year-old car, so. No, it's not um, that bad. You is your car at that stage, that. Brandon, where it's getting there to start everything needs to be replaced or not Not quite? Nah. I mean, how many Ks, <laughs> how many Ks do you see you got? Uh, uh, fuck, was it 190? Something like that? Coming come, come up to 190? Oh, so a baby, right? It's still a baby. Yes, but not how it drives, no. That, yep, <laughs> yep, that's true. What about um the Sora, Ryan? What, what is that at? Um, that's at, it just crossed over 190. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, awesome. like, it's like 191 or something. That's not even that bad, although aging electronics are a bit sketch. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a as number you... of issues. <laughs> yeah, as you know. Well... 
I think uh, we should get on to sort of what we're talking about today. Um, today's topic is three cars that we feel are great beginner cars um, for under five grand. But before we do that, I think um, we'll get into the news, actually. Uh, Brendan, have you got anything you'd like to start with? Yeah, so last episode I was talking about the uh, BT50 and there's new news on the um, on the BT50 that Maz is bringing out next, well, end of this year, start of next year. And it's actually what Maz is calling the accessory program, quote-unquote. Right. Um, and it's pretty much to... Isuzu and Mazda are doing it to pretty much kick the butt up the Hilux. So I don't know if you guys have known, but the Hilux has had like mad accessories you can get from the fact like from the dealer that's covered under warranty such as uh such as bull bars tubs trays sports bars roof racks basically uh, everything you can think yeah, of yeah like everything but maz has kicked it up a notch um like like a lot <laughs> yeah um so yeah so from what i've been told we're getting a factory uh, lift like two inch lift kit, factory um, steel rims that are like designed for like actual four driving, not just the shit alloy rims that yeah, not uh, the ones that get replaced by dynamic D's. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, you can get a genuine ARB bar, but it's actually designed and made to fit with the BT50, accepts all the uh, sense like front sensors, um, has LED indicators, daylight runners, has. Uh, places for your uh, spotlights, the whole wow. lot. Yeah, wow. it's even got you can get uh, side steps, scrub bars, rear. Uh, what do you call it? The rear bar, like full lot covered by Mazda's warranty. Uh, it's just even even LED packages, I believe. So um, well, these are all dealer yeah. options, correct? Yeah, hundred percent dealer options. Is this something you'd be installing? Yeah, <laughs> sweet. I, I can I can tell you now from the current generation BT50 to this one. This the current generation BT50. I mean, granted, it was already a shit. Like, just it was just shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it this literally makes it look like a piece of shit. Right. With just accessories, like BT50 already had a decent amount of accessories. But most of them were supported aftermarket, like ARB, TJM, Iron Man, all those brands that are well known in the four drive world. Yeah. And now, so I believe ARB has stepped up and done the actual contract with Mazda and Isuzu. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not just made by ECB, which it used to be. It's made by ARB. So it's a quality bar to a point. Why would they? why yeah. would they do that? Do you reckon? Like, why wouldn't I'm? I'm kind of. Do Mazda usually do something like that, or? I mean, um, look, it's not uncommon in the world of like accessories. So some, so Ford's done it with ARB with the Ranger before. Yeah. Um, same as Ford with their uh, what do you call it, the Raptor? That's got Fox shocks in it. Right. So they're like an yeah. actual aftermarket brand that's covered by factory warranty. Kind of like how you get like Recaro stuff in, you know. Yeah, exactly right. So it was just yeah. a bit of a brand mixing, a bit more like that. And I believe yeah, the roof, much. I believe the roof racks, they're Rhino racks, from my oh, understanding. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and even like you're getting the genuine um sports like a steel ball uh sports bar, and you can get a Rhino 
cover and all this, all this other shit. And it's just, yeah, it's all covered by um, manufacturer's warranty, well, dealer warranty, manufacturer's warranty, whichever way it goes. I'm not sure. Um, but wow. yeah, and it's meant to be, yeah, fucking good. You could, uh, you could definitely be a salesman with that, with that pitch right there, I reckon, too, <laughs> uh, if yeah. you didn't move into it. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But even to the point, it's um the bull bar itself, right? It's got the uh, sensors in it. It's got your indicators, your fog lights, all that that other bull bars have. But these are factory ones. They're LEDs. So not only are they for ages, like they last for ages, but they're quality lights. Because you look at an OEM light versus an aftermarket light, you can see the difference. Oh, 100%. 100%. Unless, unless you're spending like thousands of dollars on aftermarket lights, that's a bit different. But like, yeah. If you, like when you record, if you were to go get the OEM halogen globes versus LEDs, the halogens will still have a better light output. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's just the design and the, like, exactly. the manufacturing of them, you know? Um, exactly I mean, right. I have pretty interesting experience i've had sorry pretty interesting experience with uh cheap aftermarket projector headlights um i my subi is just absolutely outstandingly awful um i think i'd <laughs> yeah. have a better chance of strapping some head torches to my front bumper exactly whereas and then you look at my ones i've got the uh ct auto part c quote-unquote c-spec headlights and they're pretty good. And even the LEDs that were in them, they're V-Land LEDs. So they're good quality LED that were designed for those headlights. And they project the light like a factory one. It just It's just white. Yeah. Yep. What do you got, uh, Ryan? Oh, I'm just like, I'm looking at the list now of the possible accessories. And it does sound good. It sounds great for... Um, manufacturers to be actually offering stuff uh, to come along with the car that they know that a lot of customers are going to buy afterwards yeah. anyway. Yeah, but true. it's a, it comes to a question of um, price to performance and whether or not it's worth buying the OEM stuff compared That's actually with a really good point. doing yeah. an aftermarket because yeah. a lot of um, dealer accessories are quite pricey for retail price. You do see um, deals being thrown together so you get this extra thing and the price yeah. is still the same to make it more justifiable to the customer. But yeah, it, well, it's not it's not something we can really know until we see the actual pricing on the accessories. Yeah. You got to remember though as well, I believe the Rangers and the Hiluxes were having problems with aftermarket accessories, such as a bull bar or, or even driving lights, for example, were interfering with electronics because the electronics weren't designed to have those... System, those extra systems there. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, well, like, you, you always run that risk with aftermarket parts. Ex- oh, exactly right, and that's why I, that's why I agree with the whole. Yeah, cool. We're getting all these accessories, and they work a hundred percent. Well, can't guarantee they'll work on a hundred percent, but um, yeah, you, yeah, you never know. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, another thing that we. I wanted to talk about was the new um, Hyundai i30N line sedan, which they're bringing out. Um, I I love this idea. Like Hyundai, I think are really kind of starting to kill it. Um, yeah. Compared to, I mean, this, this car, you know, it's going to be a 1.6 liter um, turbo, you know, make 150 kilowatts and 265 newton meters of torque, which I mean, look, that's not crazy, but you know, for a um, 1.8 liter though. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, um, it's going to be in a manual too, which is something that 
That is, is that odd. that uh is that that uh clutch clutchless manual that I saw going around? Um, I'm not sure. Hold up, let me let me just quickly check this. Let me just no. Well, it it either comes from what I can read here. It's either a six speed manual or a seven speed dual clutch auto. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I saw. I can't remember what it was. I know it was. I'm pretty sure it was Hyundai. They did a um a demonstration of a true manual, but it was a clutchless manual. And I did it, okay. And it had a uh, potentiometer in the actual gear stick, so it could tell when you're grabbing onto it to change a gear. Okay, that's uh. Yeah, that's it different, was because I was gonna say they've already done stuff like that. I mean, um, like the MR2 Spider, for example. You had yeah. the. It wasn't manual, but it was like. Um, the clutch was automated when you take off the accelerator, but this is actually a sensor in the gear stick. Yeah, yeah, that's um, I don't know that that's that's different. Um, but they're gonna be having um, sort of they they've lift up the style of this. You know, it's looking very two thousand and twenty one esque, if you know what I mean. Which kind of just looks like a Camry. Like yeah, everything I, else does. Exactly what I was thinking. It does look like the new Camry. Yeah, but um, which isn't yeah, necessarily I'm, a bad thing because the new Camry does look pretty good. It does. I mean, the Camry name doesn't carry with how the car looks now. I think. Oh, not even um, remotely. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I'm feeling that Hyundai are really doing a good job. Um, yeah, just yeah, it, it is good to have another competitor in the market. Um, yeah. Simply because we are falling into just like SUVs and sedans. Well, we are. And that's why I was so excited to see that Hyundai have actually, um, you know, come out with a vehicle that is continuing that sort of, you know, sporty sedan, turbocharged kind of, you know, because we're not seeing that really anymore. We're seeing, hey, here's a new SUV, here's a new SUV, here's a new, you know, um, pickup truck or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I'll say, considering Hyundai is such a, like, a Korean brand, like, remember where, do you remember where they were 10 years ago? Yeah, exactly, they were. <laughs> like, they were making the XL. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, the XL's great. I know, but, like, like 10 years ago, 2010, right, they were making, like, little go-around getters doing fuck all. Hyundai gets, wait, was that, no? Yeah, that was yeah the Gets, the, the, yeah. the XL, all those sort of cars. Oh, were they ugly cars or what, man? Oh, dude, they, they I, quite I, rough. I saw a Getz, a one point eight liter Getz with a turbo on it. Hell yeah! <laughs> I so mean, no, honestly, like no right. muffler, no like literally just a pipe straight out of the back of the turbo at the side of the front guard. Honda Boom. style, yeah, love it. And it was um, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good point. Like, that's why I'm so excited for Hyundai. They're really building themselves up, I think, into something more than, I don't want to say knockoff cars, but they kind of had that image of like... Yeah, they were the know. cheap option. Exactly. It's like, you own a Hyundai, cool. Like, no one cares, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think since the Elantra um, sort of came out, that's when they started to really lift their brand image and that, yeah, they, they did that. change it yeah I, I i kind of really hope the best for you know the i30n line and all that kind of stuff because i kind of want to see it more mainstream i want to see more people driving these modifying them because i yeah. think the car deserves it i mean even looking at the interior here it's just a really clean basic looking interior that i just think it will date really well and i don't know i'm just um 
It is very clean, yeah. And it's yeah. interesting because um, the US has a pretty good aftermarket for the N-Line series. Yeah. Because uh, the N, cause, um, the US has the i30N, but they also have the Veloster N. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're different kind of um, hatchback design compared to the i30 hatch. I think it's a bit smaller, but there's a pretty decent aftermarket for it. Um, bolts up with a lot of a lot of better turbos. Um, tuning isn't really an issue with the new, uh, like considering it's like a very new car, usually there's like a break in with, with tuning them, but they haven't seemed to have too many issues with it. Yeah. Um, well, there's one, there's one that I've seen that's making some pretty decent power and it sounds completely hectic. Yeah. No, like I said, I think it's one of those cars. I, it's a bit of an ST kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I, yeah. I can't really think of any other sort of, cars it in that region yeah, that i guess you could say, yeah that um you know sort of have the same kind of performance and everything that are really coming out now you don't really get that so i don't know that just made me really excited and the fact that it's available in a manual too look i have no problem with autos most of my cars are autos but and that's just because of the way you know i bought them um, yeah. besides my uh subaru but that's a different story <laughs> yeah i was gonna <laughs> say you know, a lot of um yeah, modern cars, right? So just back to what you're saying about the break-in period, Ryan. Mm. A lot of Ryan car, uh, uh, fuck English. A lot of modern <laughs> cars, you don't need a break-in period anymore. Most of the engines are bro- oh. pre-broken in at the at the factory. Oh, really? Yeah. How do they do that? Do they literally just run it on like? They literally run the engine and then chuck it in the car and go. Oh, sweet. That's that's pretty cool. But, I didn't know that. But in saying that, not not all manufacturers do that. Wow. Okay. So they still, I know the, yeah, I know the new, um, the Corvette, the C9 or whatever it is now. Yeah. That still has a break-in period and that's actually pre-programmed into the car and you can't rev above X amount of RPM and the car physically won't let you rev above that RPM. I actually really like that idea. What what do you guys think of that? Yeah. Oh, I love it. A lot, a lot of manufacturers actually do that as a, like a lot of the performance vehicles for say, but if you get in like a, I don't know, like a Hyundai or a Mazda or a Ford, like a little go around, get like a little go around car, day to day car, a Camry, a Corolla, whatever it be. Yeah. A lot of them don't have braking periods anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Granted. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that that's really good because i think a lot of people buying cars they're just not paying attention to these things anymore no exactly and i know i know i myself at being a technician like i understand the idea of it (laughs) (laughs) like i understand that yeah okay you got a break in period you got to do this you got to do that all right cool let's not rev above 3k for a thousand k's and then go ham after that yeah yeah Yeah, essentially what, what do you guys think of just just on a little bit of a side topic there the new Corvette? What do you? I'm really loving. Oh, it. I rate it, love it, hundred yeah. percent love it. Not a Corvette person. That has, that has changed me hundred percent. It's kind of like the new Mustang for me. That that's oh. I wasn't a Mustang person until the new Mustang <laughs> came out. Mate, you know? I I I'm a oh boy, I love the uh, fastback Mustang, but the new Mustang junk Mustang with a barrow though that Adam LZ is doing, mate. <laughs> Why do you say junk? Just um, from the people I've talked to that have owned them, mm-hmm. it's a good driving car, right? A Grand Tourer, if you will. 
Yeah, but once you start taking it to the track, once you start driving it as the car was meant to back in the day, they're just un- like they don't handle well at yeah, all. Yeah, I've heard. So def- I heard they really plow. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> they definitely plow people over. Okay, but, um, I wasn't making the joke. <laughs> yes, they yeah, do. I, I was. Um, but yeah, it, unfortunately, it's just I don't know what it is in them. I think it's just the design of the the fastback itself. It's just. It's not stable. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it just the weight distribution or like, you know, I've, I've got no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I I've heard that, but yeah, I don't know the new Corvette. I don't know how we got into Mustangs, but the new Corvette, I, yeah, I just, it doesn't look like a Corvette. And I think that's what yeah. Yeah. is going to make it sell. Honestly, and because it's a, it's a mid engine real drive. It's the first mid engine Corvette. One. First yeah. One. They tried to do that. Um, in the seventies or eighties, but it never came to be because of, I think the oil crisis or something Probably. to do with that. I, I listened to a thing about it. I don't remember now. So that wasn't beneficial, obviously, but, um, would, would you blame me if you, um, if you, well, fuck I was going to say, wow, I forgot. Oh my God. That's right. Um, oh, oh, yeah, oh, no, would, oh no, oh no, oh <laughs> no. Would you believe me if I said that the Corvette was developed with a rotary at one point? Really? Yeah, GM used to own the rights to the rotary. Did they actually? Yeah, and then Mazda bought the rights off them or something like that, and that's how Mazda got the rotary and then just made it a fuck ton better and actually made it work. Did GM ever make a rotary vehicle? I believe they did, actually. Um, I don't believe it was very successful because GM couldn't get the apex seals right or they couldn't get it to seal or whatever. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And that, that's why Mazda's um, fucking thingies, what do you call it, rotaries? Yeah, that's why GM's rotaries worked, because they figured out the uh, Apex seals. Oh, well, wouldn't that be been uh... <sighs> Apex seals? Man, I, I almost bought an RX-8 once, but it was, I mean, RX-8 is a different story from the RX-7, obviously. We all know Quite about the oil yeah. feed and everything, but mm-hmm. I mean... It's a real shame about just that being a common problem with rotaries. Um, I, I I love them though. I love those vacuum cleaners. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here we go. So apparently a deal was made with Holden, who supplied Mazda with the HJ and the HX series, uh, premiers. Um. So right. Mazda gave them the rotary. The uh, 13B, by the way. Yeah. Um, and Holden put the 3.3 latest inline six in the HAs and all that shit. Wow. Um, and that's how the Mazda Road Pacer AP was born. Wow. There, there's some quick little history for everyone. <laughs> for our extensive listener base, uh, our audience, you know, our true <laughs> fans, maybe even Secret Admirers, because, you know, our first episode, I'm telling you, it blew up insane. Uh, we had millions of listeners. <laughs> okay, <Absolutely>. no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening, Mum. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just talking about new cars. Um, Victorian car sales are at an 18-year low. New car are, sales. Are we surprised? I mean, Good. no, but how... I mean... I can't think of anyone who would be buying a brand new car right now. And it's kind of scary. I mean, what's that going to do to the market? 
I mean, I mean, oh yeah, go run. Oh, uh, the only thing is that people that would be still buying cars are just companies, like buying fleet stuff and upgrading their fleet stuff because that happens on a contract basis anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with Ryan there. It's companies like, um, oh, you guys probably don't know, they are um, traffic management company out here in well, out where I live. What are they called? Um, oh, come on, they are. Um, they do all the roadworks um, and train tracks and all that. Oh, okay. Uh, they drive around in BT-50s. Yep. And every year they buy a new fleet because they just, they thrash them. Oh, wow. They train like shit. Every year? Um, <laughs> every year. They're at least buying like five or six a year. Insane. Really? Yeah. Have you yeah. serviced any of these cars and seen the condition oh, of them? All the time. They're fucked. They're trashed. Was that the one with the diff oil that was completely like just... No, dumb? no. That, that was just a customer. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, on the other hand, with this... um like how the sales gone down. I actually don't agree a hundred percent with that. I know at my dealer, especially like a lot of people, especially with the coronavirus, right? So germs, yeah. Coronavirus, it's a virus. It spreads around by just touching things. Yeah. And sneezing and all that. Well, not sneezing, but coughing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Where's that mainly happen on train buses? Um, that sort of shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A huge like, proportion of it is. Yeah. Transport. Yeah. So it's just a massive germ fest there. So what people are now doing is ditching public transport, buying cars so they can go to work, so they can go to do whatever they need to do without taking public transport. That's something that's never even crossed my mind because I've never relied on public transport. But yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So yeah, because huh. public transport it has been limited at the moment, the amount of trains that are actually running that's far true. less than I mean, I think it's made everyone more conscious of just being around people and germs and like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. As I was saying to my partner, Yellow, it's nothing's going to be the same again. The world oh, is not oh, the no. world. At full stop is not going to be the same. Air travel is going to be different. Public transport is going to be different. Hundred percent. Even yeah. lining up at festivals, like, granted, when I line up somewhere, nothing's different for me. I still leave it. Uh, quote unquote social distance between people because I just don't like people. Same. Mm-hmm. We all hate people. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like when I'm, <laughs> like when I line up at a movie or the bar, or whatever, I still leave that gap between people because I'm like, ill, gross. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, none of this has really changed for me, but like, I've never understood why people stood so close to each other, why they're shoulder on shoulder, like dick on dick, like that close to each other when they what there's no. What are you going to, man? Dick on some dick. Weird, okay. Yeah, some weird, some weird ones. All right, um, I don't know. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just it, I don't understand why people sit so close to each other. It's like there's no need, man. Give me some personal space. I need some fresh air. Uh, welcome to our uh, personal space ca- uh, cast with Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about but, you, Ryan? What's what's your uh, outlook on this? Um. Well, like the the public, the public, like the uh, what's it? Uh, social distancing. I don't have a huge issue. It's it's probably going to be good in the long run just for like prevention of transferring germs regardless of COVID anyway. Um, I mean, trains, like, man. I hate trains. Oh, you stand so I close to trains. people. Trains mm. are awful, like by far. The only reason I take a train is to go to the city. That's it. Yeah, because I, I when don't I, like when uni was on. <laughs> yeah, God, that's the, the, the city is terrible. Um, but yeah, because I take a train to uni, at least when we're on campus. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's in the morning. So you've got all the people that are going to work and all the uni students and then a bunch of high school students in the CBD that just take trains to go to school. And it's just absolutely packed. It is a terrible experience for everybody. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I it's, it's, it's shit. I mean... It, it, but it doesn't make price sense for people to drive oh, to the city from, yeah. from outer suburbs. So trains, I think, will more or less return to the same. Um, it'll, I think there'll be a while of people being like, no, I will wait for the next train so there's more space and I don't have to touch people. But then it's going to be like an hour and, later and you and, need to be at work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, a, and a lot of bosses will understand that now as well. Mm. Like they kind they kind of have to be if you really think about it. It's like, well, if you're not gonna if you're gonna treat me like this because I wanted to make a healthy conscious decision, uh, I'm gonna go find another job. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's gonna make it harder for. I mean, not harder. For, it's just it's gonna be harder for everyone. I reckon regaining from it definitely it. is. And yeah, yeah. You know, just the way it is. And, but and like I said, nothing's gonna be the same for a very long time. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I'd say five years, maybe. Like, I I reckon it'll take that long before things are back to the way we once knew it. Yeah, yeah. And even then, it still won't be the same. You'll see, you'll start to see hand sanitizer everywhere now, forever. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I was already big on the hand sanitizer anyway because you know, I don't know everywhere is filthy. That. Yeah, any any time I went to mm-hmm. a major public place like shopping center, Macca's, anything like that, I'd use hand sanitizer. But if I'm hanging out with like you guys or who like friends i tend not to because i know most of my friends are hygienic oh right yeah Yeah. well when i'm with you i definitely uh am big on the hand sanitizer but ryan's not so bad um (laughs) i see i'm just more worried about sean but you know just yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway um well just tying into things affecting things um another group i really feel for right now is Learner drivers. I mean, they've been hit hard. Oh, yeah. Trying to get the hours oh, up dude, and I've, not I've, testing. I felt this on a personal level because my well partner is a learner. Yeah. And she lives in rural Victoria, so it's hard for her to get a job. And a lot of jobs need you to get there at a certain time. And with exactly. a bus only running twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Just doesn't it's, work. It, exactly. So she yeah. can't get a job. Yeah. And so she needs a license. Like, granted, she's allowed to get her hours because they're in what stage three so she's allowed to drive for recreational purposes to get her hours yeah so yeah. that's good there but you can't go for your tests you can't go for lessons you can't go for any of that shit but you know what you can do exactly what you can start looking for your first car and if you've only got a budget of five grand that's what here we're here to talk about today which is my segue like into today's topic i like that I, that's good I, yeah which is about three good cars those first cars for beginner enthusiasts under five grand. Right. I mean, and, I wouldn't say good, but yeah, uh, just put well, that out there. <laughs> good will be defined by, uh, I guess, the reasons we give you. Um, and you will listen because you are listening <laughs> to this podcast, okay? Yeah. <sighs> All right. But um, we'll start with you, Ryan. Um, what's your car? Why? Awesome. Um, um, and first um, of all, what was your first car? Uh, well, my first car wasn't a perfect example for this case, but I'm still going to go with it. Well, you have um, to ask the my question. First, yeah. The first car that I had was a 2011 Subaru Liberty GT wagon. Gang. And it was quite, is, it was and is still quite the awesome <laughs> first car. Um, it was. It, is now, it was. 
it, it was great. And then I decided to spend three grand making it faster instead of saving three grand for a new engine. Didn't you spend three um, grand breaking it? I'm kind of... Essentially, yes. yes. I, you could put it that way. He spent three grand on Sean to break it. Hey, you were there too. You were con- you contributed to the breaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like great first car. It is quite safe um, when it comes to just relate like um, new car. It's only nine years old now, so it's still fairly new. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It was fast. It was auto um, because I couldn't drive manual at that yep. point. So, but that's okay. I, I still love honestly. It. I don't. Um, I don't understand the. I don't know. A transmission is a transmission. Yeah, it's cool, whatever, but like really. Everyone, chill. It is. And in in the long run, I think it's better for my car to be auto simply because it's it's more of a daily car and having an auto as a daily is more useful. It's oh, just easier to work with. Exactly. I pose to everyone. Have you tried to drink a coffee while in traffic in a manual? Easy. Okay. Ma- well, besides Master Driver Brandon, who is also known in some places as kind of the Stig, <laughs> for, the, for the rest of us regular folk, I mean, I can't do it. It's not easy. What were you going to say, Brandon? Sorry, I, I cut you off there. Yeah, I know, right, you prick. I, I'm um, a rude person. I was like, a couple points on Ryan's wagon. As much as I give you shit for it, bro, I do I do rate it. Oh, I love it too. It's yeah. the ultimate dad wagon. <laughs> it's, and, exactly. Yeah. It's it's literally what it is. You can carry around five people comfortably. You came and picked up a full yeah. exhaust and we didn't even disassemble it. Like Yeah, that's funny We, we picked that. up we picked up a bonnet <laughs> for my car. No yeah. worries. Oh wait, oh well I, I might yeah, need a bonnet in the soon, back. Um, because uh, so- somebody started their turbo build. Uh, <laughs> um okay. yeah, so you can fit four or five people in there comfortably with luggage, both top and bottom, like in the back, and still not ha- exactly. and still have fun in it while going around corners and that yeah. doing that sort of shit. Why wow, I love wagons, right? No, it is great, but not only that, Subarus are known for their safety. Even back oh, yeah. in the day, they were oh, known for their safety because they had the unibody chassis. They were hard. They were solid. Just, like, just like yeah, it's definitely, definitely yeah. up there. <laughs> <laughs> but, and granted, like I said, I give you shit for it, man, but I do rate it. As much as it's broken now, it'd be great to see it back on the road. Would it will be soon enough? Would yeah. we really be friends if we didn't give each other shit for our cars? I mean, like, exactly. that's, that's what cars are. Yeah. But leading on to that, um, Ryan, what car did you pick as your under five grand entry? Under five grand, first, like for a first car under five grand, as an enthusiast as well, it's kind of like a hard pick Definitely. because you've essentially got, you can buy a car that is half decent and will survive for a while, but it's not as fast cool. or like as quote unquote yeah. fun for the price. Or you can spend the five grand and get something with 280,000 Ks so that's about to that's die. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, and sometimes it's good to buy the car that's going to explode because you know how to fix it. But <laughs> let's in in this case, let's assume that people don't. Um, and the car the car I've chosen is a Toyota Starlet. Right. Simply because oh, I love them. Awesome. I love them too. Hatchback. Hatchbacks are great. Hatchbacks are sick cars. Full stop. Because they have they have more room. They're, they're essentially a shortened mm-hmm. wagon, and they are. In some in some cases lighter, 
simply because they don't have the whole boot assembly and stuff that's attached because it's a bigger on the end with the quarter panels. And and can um, I say a turbo kit for a style is really cheap? Yeah. It, and they're banging. They're banging. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And they're, they're pretty cheap, especially like I found a few when I was looking for a car to daily when I wasn't sure if the Sora was ever going to be hey, raised. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I did suss out a couple of starlets and you can get them for like like fifteen hundred, two grand with roadies. And for three you can get a really, really clean one. I mean oh, basically yeah. I mean not a brand new car, but as good as you can get, you know, a starlet. So But yeah, a, a very nice yeah. car. What and engine do they have? Are I, they a one point five liter, I believe? Um, they kind of they do okay. vary. There is a few, um, but the the most well known starlet is like the GT Turbo, yeah. the one that everybody got. Yeah. Um, and that's that's four E FTE. Yeah. So the the standard one, I think, is just the four E FE. Um, that's the NA, right. and that and that's still a good enough motor. You can whack a turbo on it, and it will be faster, but probably not keep up with the with the turbo. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, it'll make cool choo-choo noises. Indeed. Not, that's all we all care about, really. I mean... I mean, once... you do. I actually care about performance. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, people ask me, why am I turboing my Subaru? And I'm like, because turbo noises. And then people question... We'll get into that another day, I think, actually. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just reconsidering my life as I was talking about it. Um, you know, mm. the clouds started rolling over. Anyway, um, another thing is... It's a car, a starlet, I think that you can kind of grow into. Uh, as we're talking about with the turbo Definitely. and everything like that, you know, you've got so many options. You know, you can go for a slam stancy, you know, setup. You can go for a track setup. You could go for even making power and I put that in quotation marks. But who cares? It's fun, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, there's definitely like a, a, there is a process you can go through. It's not just buy the car and leave it. There is, there is avenues of modifications for yeah, it. Exactly. Man, it does not make much power. It makes 55 kilowatts at the crane. <laughs> and then you whack that no. through a four-speed auto and you have got some fun times. Oh, absolute slash box. I, that's one thing. If you are going to get a starlet, it would be a good idea to get a manual if you're going to do any aggressive driving, simply because most autos before like 2000 and something 2000 and, are oh, complete slash I'd go boxes. 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah. They are not great autos. They do they do have power sapping issues. Yeah, but still for a daily, really not the end of the world. Yeah, no, I, I um definitely good pick there. I reckon. Yeah, um, yeah. Is that basically the starlet? Oh, uh, pretty yeah. much. If if you are on more of a budget and you can't afford that, they are pretty comparable to a Hyundai XL. Honestly, yeah. So, <laughs> dude, you know they're great. The XL has such a big. Well, I mean. And two, you wouldn't know if you're not into it at all, but actually a massive cult following and a massive aftermarket for what it is. Yeah. Dude, there's a whole race series based on them. 100%. And that has pushed, like, I was shocked when I really briefly had a look at the XL of how many parts were available and performance parts, turbo kits, you know, full, like, yeah. you know, just, I don't know, everything you can think of, you know, cams and everything like that. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. There is. Yeah, lot. one of the guys. Every now and Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, you can spot on Marketplace so like full tracked out Excel with a roll cage and fully stripped interior. I've seen probably five or six go through. Uh, one, one of the guys at work actually races the Excel in the Excel series. 
And yeah. it's, fu- it's good fun. Well, I drove his car down in the um, industrial estate. Obviously, road legal, right? Of course, um, 100%. Yeah, with a full-blown turbo and a six-point cage and a six-point harness and all legal stuff. Just yeah, all road legal stuff and Very. like and semi slicks that are like nearly a slick, you know, you know like all that yeah. sort of stuff. Hundred percent. Yeah, and they yeah number plates. <laughs> uh, yeah. <totally>. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of number plates, um, oh, yeah. So you know that uh one two one that you got, Ryan? Those are fake number plates, right? I do indeed. Right. Yes. So the one two one's a great car, but that's not my car. I picked a three two three. Right. It's a good wow. car. Yeah. So yeah, the three two three. Why? Mate, yeah. it, honestly, now, good what, car. What what year are we talking? What, what... So I'm talking ninety five to ninety nine. So the that, that's BP. The uh I believe so. The protege coming up to the uh familiar Familiar, yes. yeah, around there. Before the Mazda three was basically a thing. The Mazda three came after O two, I believe. Yeah, and I think... so it was a three two three and the one two one up until two thousand two two thousand three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking at the ninety five ninety nine. So it's got a one point eight liter engine, sixteen valves, dual overhead cam with ninety eight kilowatts at the fly. That's more than my Subaru has. And yeah, that's, that's that's actually... <laughs> and 160 newton meters where my car has more. That's good. Um, this is but, the 98 model, you, you said. You would yeah. hope. Uh, 98, 99, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so you got a three-speed automatic, which oh, I believe that was the older ones, but you, uh, maybe you could still get it. I'm not sure. Um, a four-speed F4EAT automatic, which, surprise, surprise, that's the same one that's in Ryan's car, and a five-speed manual. Wait, what did you say for the automatic was? I, did you say a 4EAT? Yeah. That's what I've got in my manual. So yeah. <clears throat> no, yours is ordered again. Um, no, no, it's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but obviously the difference is it, it's a rear-wheel drive, not a front. That's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, honestly, great car. The parts are super cheap for them, easy yep. to find. Mazda dealers still sell parts for them. Wow. Um, yeah, and granted, I didn't pick it because it's a Mazda. I actually genuinely would have wanted one of these back in the day. I still want one now. Well, that might be an upcoming <laughs> thing for you because yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I your name for my name for you on Facebook is the Project for obvious reasons i mean yeah the sp25 model of this car too i think just looks banging like really like i think it's really held up uh looks wise it's yeah know, i see him you see yeah. him, especially in yellow i don't know i don't use like cars in yellow but you see him in yellow driving past and you look yeah i love him um i hear someone typing right now someone's like oh shit that's pro- that'd be ryan that's ryan he's like oh, i don't know what you're talking about guys. it would have been ryan <laughs> um I'm definitely looking at what these cars look like. <laughs> yeah, so you can get a three-door coupe and hatchback. You can get a four-door sedan, a four-door hardtop sedan, um, and a five-door hatchback as well. Yeah. Um, Insane. Yeah, but and it's also the 323 is also the Ford Laser. The same power plant is in the Ford Escort and Mercury Tracer, I believe. Ryan pointed this out to me the other day, and I was shocked. I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> 
They yeah. are the same, which is kind of like it, it just shows that um, partnership between Ford and Ford Mazda. And, yeah, I didn't so. realize there was ever a partnership there. Honestly, um, oh, it's been there for like thirty yeah. odd years or something. Didn't like realize that. they were a couple, but you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. Fine. Um, it. And all right, then so back back to my car, right? So not that sounded real arrogant. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> back to me, guys. You know, I'm like the Mazda technician here, so you can just shut up. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, so you know how Japan's really weird and they have weird cars, right? Yes. So yes. the weird, the three two three had a Mazda Speed version, and it was released in Japan mm-hmm. and the Philippines. It came with a Mazda Speed wraparound body kit, a rear spoiler, a Momo steering wheel, fifteen inch rotor wheels, and wrapped in Potenza yeah. RE ones. Oh my god! And, I'm looking at it right now, it's actually nice. Like, yeah, it had a, had a Mazda Speed strut tailbar, Ibach springs, gas charge shock absorbers, sway upgrade sway bars, and a Mazda Speed, Mazda Speed exhaust made by Umex as well. <laughs> How oh, wow. awesome! Like, dude, I love these things. Honestly, such an underrated car too. Like, I yeah, oh, I agree. I, I was and looking it, for one when I was looking for a daily as well. I didn't end up getting one, but man, like. I would have been happy. They're great. Yeah, and if you oh, yeah. if you look in the right place at the right time, you can get a uh, a van slash wagon with from Japan. But what? you know, yeah. Um, and one <laughs> of them also came with a V six, but I can't remember which one it was. It came with a V six. It's a two liter V six. That's kind of insane. Two liter. So yeah. what's the price range for three two three? Um, um, what, what are we so at? you can go anywhere from one and a half grand to four grand, really. But yeah. I'd say your your sweet point will be about two and a half, three grand. That's yeah. when you start looking at like well looked after ones, ones that are actually not trash and not shit, doesn't have clear coat peeling and yeah, those sort of things. Preferably yeah, an exactly. SP. And my correction, by the way, not SP twenty five was an SP twenty model. Um, yeah. If you want a bit of a body kit, I think it's, it's the way to go. Yeah. Oh, mate, like I said, I was looking at one. You can get eBay coilovers. You can even get actual like race coilovers for them as well. Yeah. You can get turbo kits for them for, what was it, like three grand or something, and that included a Garrett turbo as well. That's not – that's really good, actually. Yeah, and there was stainless steel extractors, stainless steel exhaust, a whole thing yeah. for, yeah, three, three and a half grand bolt-on. Whether or not it was 100% bolt on, I don't know, but nothing's ever 100% bolt on. Uh, <laughs> That's true. No, nah, don't I mean, say that. Some some kits are really well done. Yeah, but not not in the price range <laughs> that I'm usually in. Oh, no. Hell no. You guys saw me install my uh, coilovers. That was... Uh, I, did, <laughs> I did shop the strut towers um, to make them fit into my... I still feel like you had the wrong side on, but... No, I didn't. I didn't. We tried it both. It was a, apparently a common problem with that some people just said beat the actual um strut tail with a hammer that's what a lot of people saying i'm like uh, no that would make sense uh, yeah. no i'd rather cut the shock yeah yeah I- i'm thinking i'd rather cut the max speeding rod coilover um just on what you said before about parts <laughs> that's kind of how i pick what cars i get it's can you get ebay coilovers yes boom i'm getting it <laughs> yeah see no I-, I i didn't do that see I- i'm a quality kind of guy uh, yeah we know all right, oh, so course. Phil, what car did you get, boy? Well, talking about that, I kind of picked any 
early 2000s and 90s Honda. So we're talking EK Civic, EG, or, you know, Accord or anything. And the reason I said any, because they're all roughly the same car. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can much. kind of mix and match a Honda and it stuff will just fit. Um, and the reason is, A, it's one of those cars that, I mean, the reliability is insane. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, good. you look after these cars, but they're just... They're reliable. Hondas are reliable. Um, and they're kind of, if you want to get into something with a little bit more, you know, mainstream appeal and all that kind of stuff, if that's what you care about, you know, Hondas, you know, they're loved. They're also hated massively, but you know, you, you got a massive aftermarket, especially for civics, you know, the EK hatch, I mean, insane. And you've got a hype of different models. EK too. massive. Yeah. You know, um, engine swaps, you can pick whatever. I mean, my current daily right now is a, um, a 92 Accord CB7. Um, it's got a 2.2 liter F22 and it's great. Like, I think it's probably the most reliable car I had. And I think it's one of the have, sorry. And it's one of the cheapest cars, hmm. which I've bought. Um, so I don't know. Since that, I've been really run over by Honda. I reckon if you're a beginner enthusiast, you need something that you can, well, honestly, you can pick up a Honda for 900 bucks. But if you need something for, I don't know, two, three grand, and you want something JDM, go and get a Honda. I mean, it's front wheel drive, but who gives a yeah. flying shit? I mean, <laughs> you know, front wheel drive gets a lot of hate for, for really no reason. I mean, yeah, okay, you can't do a skid, but good. You're keeping your license. Yes, you can. Congratulations. Well, you can, just not. You just don't know how to drive. If you can't skid, any car can skid. Even an all-wheel drive car can skid. That's true. That's true. I've been called that, guys. <laughs> it's a... Uh... <laughs> But it's just a matter I, I of learning guys... how to drive. <laughs> yeah, well, you are the Stig, you know. It's uh, just kind of, you know. Um, I just have fun. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of Hondas? What's what's the go? I I definitely am on board with the Honda yeah. train. Um, there's like I said before, there is like there's a pathway you can go with modifications, especially in the EK chassis. Yes. That thing is great because, like, the, the Type R, like, the EK9 is just probably one of my dream cars. I think everyone. It's not ridiculous. Yeah. Fast. It, it's just mad. It is. It just is. I think it's... And the, Sorry, no, keep going. No, yeah, they did, like, like you, you were touching on their reliability is, is phenomenal as well. But then there's the whole market for K-swaps as well and then boosted K-swaps. You can really make... Like a, you can make a good car out of a Honda, even starting to really cheap yes, one. Exactly. Yeah, Brandon, what were you? Yeah. Um, so don't get me wrong. At the start, when I first started getting the cars, I jumped jumped on the bandwagon. It's like, oh, Honda's a shit. Oh, Honda's a shit. Blah blah blah. blah. Have you ever like obviously Brand- you Brandon, obviously you drive a Subaru? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Shut up. Actually, but like, yeah, but like, you would know, Phil. Like, how easy are they to work on? Um. Super easy, legit. Like you open yeah. the engine bay and you just want to give it a hug. Exactly. Like shit, shit goes <laughs> out, goes in. It's like Lego, like a Subaru. Subarus are like Lego as well. They are that leak oil. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, like first time we worked on one, I'm like, wow, okay, these are alright. I drove yeah. it. I'm like, fuck, this actually goes alright. And then I was talking to one of my mates in high school, and he's like, oh, dude, check out Boosted Boys. I watched a couple of videos. Ah, I'm like, Boosted dude, Boys, hell yes. yeah. So as soon as I got into Boosted Boys, I'm like, dude. Hondas are mad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, you, you want to be a Honda? Cool. This is a turbo for I don't know, like a some van. Here we go. Let's just strap it on in like thirty yeah. minutes and call it a day. Yeah. Boosted Honda. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the aftermarket, yeah, like oh, you know, aftermarket scene, bro. Ugh, I think, mate, so much. Indeed, like if you want to go to the direction, what um Ryan was saying before, you can track it if you want. If you decide you want to get in track days, get a Honda, track it. Doesn't even matter if it's an auto. You can switch that transmission out in a few days, like if you are not really, yeah. you know what I mean, like. <laughs> you know, you can really just get anything. And I think I love the fact of, uh, we're talking about the Type R. Um, at its essential, yeah. it's still a grocery get a car. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know. I just love that. I just think uh, it's a really cool car as a beginner car. They're cheap. Get any Honda you can. Integra is starting to take a price up. Uh, you used to be able to get a DC2 for like. They definitely are. Yeah, they are. Like, I think you get a DC2. I remember seeing them for like, you know, 1500 Now you can't even really get one for four grand even. But, you know, go for yeah. an Accord, go for a Civic, you know, something like that. A Prelude, you're going to have a good time. Um, oh, definitely. You're going to be called a ricer, but fuck everyone. I mean, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of the day, you got to remember that no matter what car you get, it's about you. Um and the style you want to, you know, pursue with that. And it's your art piece, you know, you, it's what you show to other people. It's not about other people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just, um, Hondas, that's sort of where I stand on it. Uh, yeah. Have we got fair. any honor- honorable mentions? Honestly, yeah, i got one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look, as, as much as, yeah, my 323, great car, I love them. I would actually do a CE Lancer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so close. But, but, but it's got to be the, the coupe. It can't yep. be the four-door. It has to be the coupe. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. And I, I only say this because I, being an honorable Subaru fan, hate honorable. all Mitsubishis. Hate all Mitsubishis. <laughs> but I, I do love the, the Evos. Everyone loves them. You can't not. Oh, but you, you, Yeah. 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 The but, Sea Lancer is one of those uh, cars that's it's underrated. I think, uh, I mean, before we were kind of into cars, um, I mean, early 2000s, mid-2000s, it was that sex spec car, you know. that's You see a lot of examples <laughs> oh, of them yeah. on Facebook and stuff, and they're still riced out. But I think they're kind of making a little bit of a comeback as a, I don't know, kind of in that same category as a Civic or as, you know, one of those... Yeah, you know, cheap economy cars from the nineties. They cut, and I'm starting to see some really clean ones around. Um, yeah, well, have you have you seen um, Amanda's? Like my girlfriend's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, that's a good example. That thing is wow. That thing is so clean for a car that's what ninety nine, ninety eight, or whatever it is, right? Yeah, it's only it's great. It's got a high case, like around the two hundred k mark, right? But it's still going no leaks no nothing it's perfect 100 percent perfect they are bulletproof i mean yeah what do you think brian what, what what's your opinion on the lancer oh they're definitely they're definitely great cars they're essentially you get what you get with them they are you buy them there's no worries you drive it around yeah. and it's fine at the end of the and day parts are cheap very parts are <laughs> very cheap, cheap. and like um, we're looking we... yeah yeah okay no i was just gonna say on parts with, um, you know, Civics and, you know, cars like this that have a 4 by 100 stud pattern, I mean, your wheel mm. options are so, like, they're endless too. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's something I thought I'd there just throw out there. Like, you yeah. can put the ND MX-5 wheels on them. Do they fit well? What's a fit they're, on my they're 4 by 100 They're fucking good. 
No, but is the fitment good? Like the offset? Yeah, yeah, no, no, they're good. Like for a factory wheel that's made by Enki, they're a good, they're a good wheel. Yeah. No, I, I kind of love that look of uh, mixing manufacturer OEM wheels and putting them on cars. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, come on, uh, come on, model. But one of the Ferraris, right? Their rims fit on Falcons. That's kind of weird. They had the same stud pattern. Yeah, that's weird. Did, did yeah. we cut Ryan off? I don't remember. No, no, no. I'm just laughing at the fact that Ferrari made something that's five oh. by one twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were uh, like saying like uh, uh, guys like I was trying to say something but no you're just laughing. <laughs> no, it's just hilarious. Yeah, no, that is kind of funny. I mean, yeah. Um, any Ryan, you got an honorable mention at all or nothing really? Um, I'm gonna throw it in here simply because you both you drive better. it. Um, like Impresas are riddled with issues. No, there's so many. No, you don't say. No. <laughs> So their engines have huge yes. issues, especially EJ twenty five. Yeah, see, this is, this is where you're getting us confused, problem. Ryan. He's got the problem engine. I don't. Yeah. Hey, your engine is not faultless, and you cannot pretend. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'll get the popcorn. You guys continue. <laughs> However, as much as they are riddled with issues, they are a good car to start off yeah. with as an enthusiast car. Because the aftermarket is very vast. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can learn a lot. You definitely learn a lot with them. Yeah. And you work out what to buy. I'll say, if you're going to do it, make sure you get a um, the, two, the EJ20, but make sure it's a double overhead cam, not the single overhead cam. Or else head guess. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. That's no. not the problem. There's just the power. The double overhead cam has more torque, more power. As as reliable as single overhead, overhead cam. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't really good. aware of that. Um, yeah. The. I was gonna say, uh, all of them had head gasket issues though. As soon as they reach about one hundred fifty thousand, I believe, like you're gonna start seeing leaks. Um, it does happen, really? especially if you're not taking <laughs> care of it. If you're not watching, if you're not maintaining it, there are like head gasket issues all over the shop. Well. Um, what's yours at again, Brendan? Yeah, uh, plenty. 190, 190 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you now the, the block hasn't been apart yet, so... That's weird. I mean, I have an EJ251, so of course mine was leaking head gaskets. I think I, I got it at around 249000 Um, and it was... The reason I got it for like three grand is because I did have a leaking head gasket. My advice for actually buying a Subaru Impreza is go and find one that does have head gaskets leaking, right? And the rest yeah. of the car's fine. Get the car like for a cheaper price and then go and get the head gaskets done. Pay their extra one and a half grand or whatever it is to go and get it done. And then you're actually going to have a Subaru that I think will last you. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't treat it like shit in the first like month or so of getting the head gasket done, you'll be fine. Yeah. No, indeed. And yeah. I can tell you from personal experience... WRX parts just bolt on to any GD sa- chassis. I mean, um, I can tell oh, you that I because I'm bolting a turbo onto mine. Uh, the cross member goes <laughs> on, all the you know exhaust goes on. Uh, and yeah, look, if you're listening to this and you're on a WRX and you're yelling at me quite literally right now, you're just screaming at your phone or whatever. Just buy a WRX. I'm, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I don't care. All right. I want to blow up my do car it. it's and fun. I'm going to do it in style. All right. Do it for the fun. Do it for the adventure. Well, that, and my car's like floating around 300,000 Ks. And I mean, have you looked really at how much sense. that's worth? Zero. Zero. So look, let's just 
strap a turbo on and call it a day. Um, yeah. It's also why I'm going ahead with my build now because the resale value on my card is just ridiculously oh, exactly. tiny. I'm sorry, but no as soon as you said it. that, I just thought of the uh, Fast and Furious scene <laughs> with the sort uh, the Supra and the Ferrari. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the resale value on one of those? Oh, uh, yeah, Fast and Furious. That's one of those. Yeah, things. but I was saying, like back to how um, you said that. Um, like all the direct parts fit on, dude. Why do you think I'm buying parts for my Impreza? Exactly, because um, all those parts, no, ninety percent of those parts will go straight over onto the racks. They will. What what parts are you getting exactly at the moment? Coilovers, wheels, um, big brake kit. Uh, uh, what else was I getting? Uh, tail lights. Oof. Uh, That's a big spending. Big spender. Uh, yeah. Yeah, job keeper payments, mate. <laughs> oh, lucky boy, lucky boy. Yeah. You know, uh, technically all the taxpayers pay for that, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, front, front and rear sway bars, lower control arms, trailing oh, arms, the whole whole handling package. Beautiful. And it all just um, goes over. Yeah. No, I love it. I have actually got an honorable mention. Um, now, yeah. I think it's kind of in the 5K category. Um, you can get one for 5K. Uh, maybe we'll say 5.5 or whatever, but I think it's a great car and it's actually the CJ Lancer. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I know I hear it, but I'll tell you why. Have you ever worked on a CJ Lancer? Yes. And I hated myself. Really? They're yeah. so easy to work on, dude. Like everything is just so easy to service. Everything's accessible. Have you ever worked um, on a Mazda? A Mazda? Yeah. Uh, I've done a service on an MX-5. That's about it. Yeah. You don't know how easy easy is then until you've worked on a modern Mazda. Yeah. But they're kind of bulletproof. I mean, I really have seen examples of them, you know, for 500,000 Ks we're talking, you know, with an auto and they're still running fun. Like they are a really good car. They're actually pretty, pretty, they, they go all right for what they are. And um, I think if you're looking for more of a modern car, that's you know, you know, yeah. just just a car that drives well, does it well, and still, you know, you got a lot of aftermarket options. I just think you know the um, the CJ Lancer is just a good option for that. Uh, only tips for buying it is just make sure the timing chain is being done if it's high of K. But uh, the beauty of timing yeah. chains are, um, you know, they kind of don't snap like timing belts and everything. And that's another thing. Any advice for anyone buying a car is. Make sure your timing belts are being done. Make sure your regular maintenance are being done. Even if it's a cheap car, it's going to end up not being a cheap car if that stuff hasn't been done. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Ryan, I'm looking at you with the Sora. Hey, hey, it's fine. <laughs> $1,000, boy. It still runs. It's Honestly, fine. I'm shocked it was $1,000. Oh, so in, in saying that as well, I'm, I'm going to do my radiator. That reminds me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah start, it's of... starting to do the... Uh, you know how it, the seams around the top start to give and it starts mm-hmm. to leak? Oh yeah, that's yeah not fun. No, yeah. so I'm gonna buy a Miji one, Mishimoto radiator. Always a good excuse to upgrade. Yes, exactly. And then get told yeah. it's an intercooler. Yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's legal now. No, technically not. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But I think um, that's gonna wrap up today's podcast. Unless anyone else yeah. had anything important to say. No, not really. No. All right. No, we will leave it there. Indeed. Yeah. Well. Thank you 
anyone who's listening to this, thanks, mum. Like I said, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. My mum doesn't even know what a podcast is. Um, <laughs> bless her heart, though. Um, head over to our Facebook page, um, Jack's Dance Society. We got a Facebook page. We want to post some stuff on there. Do it. You want to send in some questions and topics you'd like to hear covered. We'll talk about them. Um, yeah. And just thank you, you two, for joining me. We all join each other. We're the three merry men. Uh, <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know why. I mean, why are we allowed to do this? We, we really shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, if you made it to the end of the end of the episode, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Drive safe. Goodbye from myself. This is your cue, guys. Uh, true. Just oh, say goodbye. I will, I will also. <laughs> I will also say goodbye. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, no. Oh, did Brandon cut out? We did lose Brandon. Brandon cut out. Uh, yeah, hello. hello. Oh, there we go. You cut out for a minute. <laughs> I got out. <laughs> I got out of the app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, like I was saying, see ya. Thanks for uh, sitting here for an hour and whatever, listening to us talk shit. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Indeed. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah, awesome. Bye. Later.